0: And welcome to Eliza starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain the big, wide world of teenagers these days. So last week, I talked about Taylor Swift and how part of what bothers me about her is how it feels to me like she's exploiting feminism and the rise in its kind of mainstream popularity to make money for herself or create an image for herself that I don't feel is particularly authentic. And another brand has done that, and in fact, it's a brand that makes really cool things that I like a lot, called Hourglass, which is a makeup company, and they make really pretty stuff. Um, and they just came out with a line of like essentially lipsticks called Girl Lip Stylos or Stylos, and it's basically lipstick, and it comes in a bunch of different colors, and blah blah blah. I'm sure it's great, but my issue with it is actually not to be so dismissive. I have actually heard it's great, but that is not my problem. My problem is that they called it girl, right? And they've named each color a different thing that's kind of like feminine empowerment. So it's like activist, liberator, protector, femme, things that they feel are supposed to be like a reminder. To quote them, it says, each of the 20 lipstick shades is a reminder that we are all catalysts for good. And it's like, hashtag girl for good. And on the one hand, I'm like, cool, cool. Like, yeah. But on the other hand, that really bugs me because they've essentially just taken our vulnerability right now and taken the way women are kind of being attacked frequently and decided to sell us products based on it. And Hourglass is by no means the only company to do that. Often, often companies will do that. They'll be like, here are real women and here's this, and, like, try to make us feel good about ourselves, but this feels even more blatant to me, and I just hate that, like, it just feels really inauthentic to me. I I know that Dove has, like, a real women campaign, and I was totally like, oh, awesome, this is super cool, until I realized that I'm pretty sure Dove and Axe are owned by the same company, or are the same company, And I don't know if you remember, but Axe has really disgusting, demeaning ads for their products often. So it's just kind of the wariness of marketing campaigns, even though I'm like eternally and have always been interested in marketing, part of it really, really gets me. And this really got me. Um, It just feels really frustrating to me that yet again, first of all, another callback to what I've talked to you about before, which is the kind of guys that makeup is empowering which by all means sure it is to you if you feel great in it but let's not pretend that it's not imposed on all of us and let's not pretend that it's not actually a level of performance and another step and a a pain and some of us don't feel good without it that men are not forced to go through generally that they don't have to feel like oh you look sick if you're not wearing it one day to school or work and it seems like the age is getting younger and younger where girls are starting to do their makeup like a pro when really shouldn't it be getting older and older and older until it's kind of a choice not really something that you're born feeling like well one day I'll have to do it because that's what I do and that if I don't do it I will probably be judged for it. So feel how you want, but this really bothers me and it bothers me that they're naming all these things like activist and hero or whatever. It just bothers me because it's like well you're you're selling us lipstick and what does that have to do with what you're telling us? And I get in a vague sense, like I get, okay, you're, you're selling us lipstick and women wear lipstick and lipstick is, I don't know, and and women do this and okay, great. But, but what are you doing for us? And doesn't it feel kind of backhanded to anyone else that really they're just costing, they're just, they're just charging like $30 and using a space in which women are really vulnerable right now to get you to buy something. They're just slapping a name on it and saying girls are great and now we're buying it because we feel like they understand us when really they're just using something that we're upset about to get us to spend our money. So those are my two cents and now something that I'm totally obsessed with which is a singer named Maggie Rogers. She is so awesome. She's 22 years old. Turns out she is being like highly discovered right now. I think she just hang out with Pharrell Williams and I'm really glad that she is being discovered because she's really energetic and cheerful and super cool just in all the ways. She's got some songs that I'm totally, totally into and she seems to be kind of prolific. Like three of her music videos came out within the last like two months. Um, some that I would recommend are On and Off, Dog Years, and Alaska. She's just really fun to listen to if you've ever listened to sylvan esso she kind of reminds me of that she's very just like alt dancey but if that means something negative to you don't take it negatively because it's awesome her music videos are like kind of reminiscent of justin bieber's sorry music video but like in all the good ways and that is just like kind of girls dancing around a lot of the time which is what i liked about it um, about Justin Bieber's Sorry because I was like, good, I don't want to see Justin. I just want to see like friends having fun and ignoring Justin and not accepting a boy's apologies. Um, So this was awesome. I would really, really recommend listening to her. And now, yet another music suggestion is Electric Guests. Well, I've liked this band Electric Guest for a long time now. Um, i As far as I know, I'm pretty 100% sure I'm correct. They've come out with one album so far called Mondo, M-O-N-D-O. But now they're coming out with a second one soon called Plural. But two songs are released off it so far. And one that I really like was called Dear to Me. Electric Guest is, they do a bunch of different kind of things, but they're essentially alternative. Um, Interestingly, one of the members, okay, one of the members has a brother who's in the Lonely Island right which is Andy Samberg's kind of comedy music band right and who's Andy Samberg married to Joanna Newsom another one actually my giant favorite musician ever so it's really just a small world out there that full of full of musicians that Eliza likes and i really do like electric guest i've liked them For a long time and kind of forgot about them, and now here they are again. They were actually on one of my favorite podcasts, so this is really full of favorites, called Comedy Bang Bang, which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, and they played a song and it was just awesome, and it really reminded me how much I do adore them. So another song from them, from them I would recommend is Trouble Man, even though that's about eight minutes long. Or no, it's probably like 12 minutes long, but it's still awesome. And this head that I hold and The Jerk. So listen to those. And another thing that I recommend, again, music, is this band, The Avalanches. And they're really kind of disco-y. Some of their songs that I love are from like 2000, and some are from like 2016. So I would recommend Frankie Sinatra, Since I Left You, Because I'm Me, which I'm pretty sure I've mentioned on here before, And especially the music video for Subways, because it's like animated and kind of weird and pastelish and trippy. I would just recommend it. I love it all so much. It's just, so far, all the things I'm recommending are pretty much things to put you in a good mood. I know music influences my mood heavily, 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 especially in the dark times we're in right now, both politically and weatherly. I'm really susceptible, as we all know, to weather bombing me out, so I'm trying to kind of counteract that instead of falling prey to it however if you're feeling particularly dark gloomy and aggressive one day listen to k flay just the letter k and then flay f-l-a-y she has a new song out called black wave which is screamy at parts but not particularly she has three songs that i love but the one that i love the most is called blood in the cut and actually i had been listening to it for a while. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I didn't turn on my music. And it turned out it was on a Fifty Shades darker ad, which kind of makes me like it less. I know she's got to do what she's got to do, but I really do not support those Fifty Shades movies. I don't understand why we need to have that shoved in our faces everywhere. I don't understand how people can be like, ew, like, can you see gay people holding hands on the street? Or like, that's inappropriate for children, blah, blah. And then there is this, this stuff shoved in our faces like they're they're doing inappropriate things all over the place and billboards, subways, ads on TV, ads in the movies, ads when you're trying to just watch a music video on YouTube. I don't understand how is there no way to escape this? And the same thing goes for horror movie ads by the way because those can be really disturbing. And I know I sound like a PC whatever, I don't really care if I do because trigger warnings are helpful for everyone. And side note for the people who think that trigger warnings are not helpful because like you need to go into the real world and censorship, blah, blah. Actually, first of all, trigger warnings would help you in the real world. That's kind of the point is that we would put them in the real world. And second of all, it's actually anti-censorship in a way because it means that instead of erasing the scary stuff that's out there, we would just warn people so that nobody needs to be traumatized by what they see and we can all just happily live not traumatized, and able to watch what we want to watch. So that's my little ranty side note. I just wish that I wouldn't have to see Christian Grey and his poor, poor girlfriend in some twisted romance that's supposed to be setting an example for all of us on Valentine's Day. And speaking of Valentine's Day, I am really happy that I have good friends because we're doing a Valentine's Day, and it's my first Valentine's Day as a high schooler, I think, not with a boyfriend, which is super bizarre. And I feel fine about it. I'm not like sad and I'm not like forever alone because I'm 17. So it there's no way to dictate if I'm forever alone. And that kind of talk kind of bothers me because like, Hey, we're, we're teenagers. No, n- no one's supposed to say that we're supposed to be all in our own little relationships we're just kind of focusing on our own stuff and that's absolutely fine and there's no need to feel sad on that day but if you do i would recommend Valentine's day if you're a girl and some other kind of punny name just how about friends day no matter who you are because it's about love and who do i love i love my friends and obviously my family so i would recommend not wallowing and not listening to romantic stuff and not looking at all the people on cute dates because who cares? There's no pressure and nobody said that your like point of life is to find some romantic partner. That's just ridiculous. It's about, I don't know what it's about. I'm 17. That's the whole point of this whole podcast is that I don't know what life's about because I'm 17. But just saying do what you want to do, have a fun dinner, get cute little gifts for your friends and don't do secret santa because that's probably just going to be stressful why do you need that for valentine's day save it for once a year and keep down the stress and i'm getting a little rambly so that is my time to sign off thank you so so much for listening and come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into by then